Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. This morning, Kit Mead had wandered into the nursery. Miss Thorndyke, the nurse, was out of the room for a moment, and the baby was kicking cheerfully in his crib. Looking down at him, it seemed to Kit that he was the very image of Lisa Fenner, his own mother. But perhaps she imagined that Kit told herself. It might be simply that she had Lisa on her mind after their trying session yesterday afternoon. It had needed all her powers of persuasion, then, to convince Lisa that she had no right to claim the baby. To manage it so that Lisa left Ben Calvert's house without the child, Kit had presented to her father as her own. It wasn't that Kit wanted the child. She almost hated him now. But she was bound to him. She had to keep him, rather than risk having the truth become known. The fact that the child was actually Lisa's. Now she tries to reassure herself, thinking... There's really nothing to worry about. Lisa's gone. I have the child. I'm safe. I'm sure she took the train last night as she intended. But suppose she didn't. She might have changed her mind after she left, decided to try some other way. If only I could be... Well, there's a way to find out. The Brown Palace Hotel, please. That's right, thank you. She left here early. Plenty of time to catch a train still last night. But she may have stayed over until... Hello? Hello, the Brown Palace Hotel. Well, can you tell me, please, has Mrs. Lisa Fenner checked out... She hasn't. I see. Well, uh, let me speak to Mrs. Fenner, please. Oh. Well, have you any idea when she'll return? Uh, yes, I'm a friend of Mrs. Fenner's. Oh, that is strange. You say she didn't return to the hotel at all last night? Well, uh, did you receive any message from her? I see. No, no, I'll, I'll call back later. Thank you. Oh, she never went back. Something's wrong, I feel it. What can have kept Lisa from returning to the hotel, taking the train to Chicago? Where can she be? Now, at the Lane Farm, Aunt Mary has just entered the bedroom where Lisa Fenner has been resting after a rescue by Randy Lane. Aunt Mary is carrying a breakfast tray. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, you're looking much better this morning. Am I? Oh, my. <laughs> You're going to be all right before you know it. I'll just put this tray down here for a minute while we plump up those pillows. There. There, that's more like it. Well, you've been so kind. I hate to put you to all this trouble. Oh, nonsense, Lisa. I love it. Oh, but I can't impose on your goodness. I feel so ashamed. You've no reason to feel that way. Anyway, we won't talk about it now. I want you to eat this nice breakfast I've brought you. I'll stay here and keep you company. I know I'd rather starve than eat a meal alone. <laughs> so would I. Oh, everything looks lovely. Peggy set the tray. She and Lefty are awfully anxious for you to feel better soon. That's nice of them. I must thank Mr. Larkin, too. He was so kind yesterday. Yes, Lefty is very kind. He's had some hard times in his life. And he hasn't forgotten. It's strange, isn't it? If he and your son hadn't been there. If Randy hadn't... But they were there, dear. Let's not go back to what might have happened. Oh, you're right, Aunt Mary. 
But I can't help thinking how different it all might have been if... if Randy hadn't seen me. It's much more important to think of how different it's going to be. Can be, if you try. Because it depends very much on you, my dear. Randy's done his part. The rest in the long run is your job. That's what frightens me. When I try to look ahead... Oh, lots of people have felt that way at one time or another. I felt that way myself once. Oh, I can't believe you ever gave up. You're so strong. Well, if I seem to be now, it's something I developed because I had to. Strength isn't something one is born with always. It's just like muscles we develop through using them. I had to learn to be self-reliant. But how does one go about learning? Well, the first thing is to recognize the necessity. To realize that no one can help you unless you help yourself. I found that out when I was, well, just about your age. What happened to you, Aunt Mary? I lost Randy's father in the last war. Oh. Yes. I was all alone here then. That was before Lefty Larkin came along. Randy was just a boy. There were many times when I wanted to give up, but something wouldn't let me. I knew I had to keep the farm together, keep things going, for Randy's sake. Yes, but don't you see the difference? You had a son, someone to care about. I have nothing. Not even something to look forward to. Well, now, perhaps you have, but you don't see it yet. Perhaps if you think of the good things you've had in the past, there were good things once, weren't there? Yes, there were. Oh, but that was such a long time ago. Life was simple. It meant something. You told me yesterday how happy you used to be with Lance, your husband. How you loved dancing. What a successful career you had. But Lance is gone. I didn't even see him when I was in Chicago. I didn't want to. Your husband is in Chicago now? Yes. But it doesn't make any difference. He... He wouldn't want to see me anyway. What makes you so sure? Perhaps you're mistaken. No, I'm quite sure. You see, I was very bitter when we separated. I was angry, said things I didn't mean. He can't have forgotten. He's never tried to get in touch with me. Then perhaps that's the first step you must make toward the future. What do you mean? If you hurt your husband, said things you regret now, wouldn't it make you feel better to tell him so? To make it right with him? Oh, no. Oh, no, I couldn't. Oh, it's true, I was unreasonable. If I'd been more patient, it might never have happened. I see that now. But it's too late. I couldn't face him. Not after what I've done. I wish you'd think about it, my dear. If you've wronged your husband and admit it to yourself... Oh, I do admit it. But there's nothing I can do, not now. Oh, I might have been able to. When I came here to Wakefield, I thought I could. But it didn't turn out that way. Can you tell me what happened? What made you regret even for one minute that Randy was there at the bridge? No, I... I'm sorry, I... I wish I could tell you, but... It, it's only that I, I want so much to help you, dear. I'm not curious, Lisa. But I... I just feel there's something you want to get off your mind. Yes, but... But what, Lisa? 
No, I'm sorry, Aunt Mary. I, I just can't say any more. Please don't be concerned about me. But that's impossible, dear. I couldn't feel more worried and more concerned if you were my own daughter. Someday, when you have a child of your own, you'll understand. A child of my own? Lisa, do you have a child? No. No, I... I haven't a child. Lisa... There is something I... I want very much to ask you. I'll answer it if I can. Last night when we talked, you mentioned a name. A name? What name? You mentioned Kit Mead. Did I? Yes. Is uh, Kit a friend of yours, Lisa? Not... Not a friend, exactly. But, uh, you know her? Yes. I know her. But from the way Lisa Fenner answered, Aunt Mary realized that no further questioning would help, that once more she'd reached a stumbling block. She reviewed in her mind what Lisa had told her, her strained silence before she denied having a child, her reluctance to discuss Kit Mead, her feeling of guilt. If only you'd tell the truth, Lisa. If only you'd trust Aunt Mary now, you could save yourself and others a great deal of unhappiness. 